You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Check out our blog this week, healthreformexplained.com, and you will see my article uh, looking ahead to the second half of 2015. And one of the major themes I talk about is all of this insurance consolidation. I call it insurance-opoly. Uh, with how fast things have been moving lately, a single-payer system could potentially become a reality uh, as health insurance is becoming a commodity if costs continue to rise and some people in the public demand it. So you'll have to read uh, the blog and see my thoughts uh, on that question and others. And we're joined here on America's Healthcare Challenge by Stuart Slonen, uh, contributor extraordinaire on the program, to talk about this insurance industry madness. Uh, how's it going today, Stuart? Great. How are you, Sean? I'm not too bad, not too bad. Uh, looking forward to our conversation and I wanted to uh, kind of begin with asking you, why are we seeing a tidal wave of these mergers and acquisitions in the news? Well, it's not only as in, in the health insurance, but it's uh, it's mergers and acquisitions in general. Uh, mergers and acquisitions this year are on track to match the record that was set in 2007. Uh, this, this really represents a, a, a wave of a decline in competition. Uh, as market power becomes concentrated on just a few players in you know various industries, less intense competition explains some of the problems that we see in the economy. Although profits are at a near time high, the cost of borrowing has seldom been lower. You know, money is cheap, mm-hmm. and in a competitive world, firms ought to exploit you know that uh, the cheap cost of borrowing. Uh, but that's not happening. Right, right, right. Let, can you take us back to 2007? You mentioned that was kind of the last time there was this type of uh, consolidation. What was going on back then? Well, if you remember, 2007, 2008 was the start of of um, uh, the major problems in, in the economy. Right. <clears throat> and and so uh, everybody held on to, to money. Uh, there was very little investing. Uh, everybody was was kind of putting money available, you know, in, in their shoebox, um, and uh, instead of investing in in uh, uh, in other companies, uh, what they basically did was to go out to marketplace and and uh, heavy activity in mergers and acquisition. The main reason companies are reluctant to invest is that the economic uh, growth has been very sluggish, so companies may feel less compelled to invest. Because they feel less pressure from competitors, right, right. Of course, the economy, the rate of new business formations, has been trending down for decades. You know, we see this continuing today. What do you think needs to happen for 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 um, you know companies to kind of start putting their things in play and and for for you know this those numbers to turn around? Well, again, uh, you know, just as the Fed is watching uh, marketplace activity, you know, the economy has got to uh, to increase in pace. Uh, which is the reason why the Fed is is delaying uh, its action in terms of increasing, uh, you know, interest rates uh, until at least September or maybe closer towards the end of the year. They're eventually going to have to go up, though, won't they? I mean, yes, they can't. Yes, they they will. can't keep doing this. They can't no, keep doing they this. Can't. But but really, the the interesting thing is that as incumbents get stronger, you know, through mergers and acquisitions. Uh, the the story since uh, 2007 is one of declining competition. 
But the other factor here over the last 20 years, the Federal Trade Commission has been less likely to attack mergers, you know, in industries with five or more big competitors, which is really what we're seeing uh, here right now. I saw a Wall Street Journal article, I'm sure you saw it too, about um, is the Department of Justice going to be scrutinizing some of these companies from an antitrust oh, they standpoint? Will. And probably, and probably what will happen is uh, the areas where there's, there's some commonality, uh, they'll look to squeeze that commonality in, in selected markets uh, you know, out of these, of these mergers and acquisitions deal, but they're still going to continue. We're talking with Stuart Sloan, president of SIG Consulting, here on America's Healthcare Challenge. We're talking this week about the merger activity in the insurance marketplace and its impact on consumers. And so uh, I don't know, you know, I think that's one of the things uh, that's affected the industry, uh, Stuart. But has Obamacare reduced competition, uh, in your opinion? Uh, uh, what do you think on that? Yeah, I definitely think that um, uh, that it's, it affected uh, competition here. As soon as the Supreme Court decision was rendered, uh, you know, this in June, you saw uh, the five biggest uh, insurance, health insurance companies go to market with sweeping merger activity. Yes. Uh, and Aetna announced uh, its, its billion-dollar deal for Humana. Anthem and Cigna are, are in merger talks. United Healthcare is, is scouring the marketplace. Uh, to see where it might, uh, you know, put its tentacles in. But what you're seeing is uh, you're seeing companies wanting to get into each other's business. Uh, for example, um, Humana is very strong uh, as far as Medicare Advantage plans. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you see Anthem and Cigna. Cigna is very strong in the employer marketplace, uh, Anthem is very is very strong in in both the employer marketplace and the individual marketplace. So these compositions, comp these uh, combinations, are are attempting to build scale and volume in selected marketplace. For example, for Aetna, uh, its footprint in in Medicare Advantage, uh, you know, that would come from um, from Umana, uh, be huge. Aetna is a player in the in the employer uh, marketplace, so you see many of them trying to to do the same things. Uh, but you know the authors of Obamacare wrongly assumed that they could influence new kinds of plans. Uh, and one example of that was the first uh, invention was co-ops. Many of the twenty-three co-ops that they established were underpriced as they went to marketplace. Now almost every co-op is financially underwater. They're on the hook for federal loans in an amount that's more than 100% of the total value of their capital and surplus. So all but five co-ops uh, had negative cash flow at the end of last year. You know, the second uh, ACCA uh, thing that they tried to do was to suggest that if consolidated hospital systems grew larger in mass, they'd be able to to market their own risk-based uh, health insurance uh, programs instead of the, the for-profit insurance companies. Uh, you know, and that's, that's really ha hasn't turned out very well. Right, right. I just, wa I, I just wanted to add to your point uh, on Medicare Advantage and uh, Humana and that, and I don't know if you saw the interview uh, where the CEOs of both of those companies were sitting next to each other this week uh, talking about that very point about how uh, they just really have massive scale now 
because yeah. because of that merger. And do you yeah. think this is a good thing for consumer at the end of the day? Well, uh, we don't know. In other words, if it comes uh, out, you know, with stronger products, you know, it could be. But you know, we don't know. For example, uh, hospitals. You know, in, in fetching their own uh, merger and acquisition uh, health insurance provider-sponsored health plans, you know, are trying to become insurance companies. And, you know, so far they have failed badly. You know, most hospitals are not very good at risk management. I, I, I talked about that in my monologue, that very point. Uh, have we almost become come full circle in the industry? I think so. I think so. You know, I, I think... At some point, there's going to be a realization that uh, risk management uh, is something which is a skill. And what Obamacare attempts to do is to build mass, uh, and that's what they have to do to, uh, in order to effectuate pricing. And they think that consolidation uh, is a good way to accomplish that. But, you know, historically, the greatest innovations in healthcare del- uh, you know, delivery have not come from federally contrived, you know, laws. Uh, they've they've always come from entrepreneurial firms, often that were backed by venture capital. Right, right. And, and we've not seen that since Obamacare was passed. Uh, there have been 95 hospital merges in 2014, 98 in 2013, 95 in 2012. So cheap debt and Obamacare uh, regulations almost guarantee we're going to see more consolidation. And, and to your point, this means less choice for consumers. What's going to really stop them from raising premiums? Absolutely nothing. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge, appropriate name for the show when we think about it from that standpoint. Uh, we're talking with Stuart Sloan, and uh, you want to take a? Can we take a time out and then come and take, come back and look at uh, Medicare business, Stuart? Yep. All right. We sounds good. Will. All right. Okay. Check out Facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge, which is the show's Facebook page uh, with all of our uh, segments. And we're also on SoundCloud.com with all of uh, the episodes from the last three years.